Hello, everyone. Welcome to Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley from Campus Safety Magazine. Welcome to the show. Numerous studies have found that lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning or queer students often experience challenges at school. According to a study conducted last year by the Trevor Project, 40% of LGBTQ plus youth and more than 50% of transgender and non-binary youth reported having seriously considered suicide in the past 12 months. Approximately 15% of respondents said they did attempt suicide in the past year. It's critical then for colleges and universities to cultivate a safe and supportive environment for the members of their LGBTQ plus community. This is particularly true for campus public safety, police and security departments. One agency that's leading the way in this area is the Washington University in St. Louis Police Department. The entire department has completed safe zone training to help officers become better allies of LGBTQ plus students, staff, administrators, and faculty. In this podcast, I interviewed Colonel Mark Glenn about Safe Zone. Colonel Glenn, who is also one of this year's Director of the Year finalists, talks about the results of this training and provides advice on how other college campuses can become better allies of the LGBTQ plus community. So here's my interview with Colonel Glenn. Enjoy the show. So, Mark, why did you feel it was important for your officers to complete safe zone training? What is safe zone? What does it cover? And how long does it take to complete? So we wanted to promote a greater understanding and improve communications with our LGBTQ plus community. And that would be our visitors, students, faculty, and staff. Just important uh, for us at, at WashU to know that the police department was sensitive to the entire needs of our community. Uh, in our community as a whole. Uh, you know, we started the training uh, in about 2015, the first time. It was developed in 2013. Uh, it updates periodically. And Safe Zone introduces people to the core concepts of a historically marginalized uh, genders and sexuality community by raising the awareness. It's designed to educate people on those topics of sexuality, gender, and LGBTQ. But most importantly, what it does is develops allies for, the, for that community. And we wanted to be an ally for that community. Uh, the curriculum changes, again, like I said, it can be updated uh, for audiences. Uh, both of the, the, train, the major trainings we went through department-wide have been updated. So it really provides uh, a greater understanding of what current topics are. Most Trainings last two to three hours. We've had some go as long as four uh, because to ensure that we answered questions from our team members. So what parts of Safe Zone had the greatest impact on your police officers and your department? You know, a couple things really stand out to me with that. Uh, and again, we just completed uh, over the summer our second department-wide training. Uh, and again, the topics weren't just a review of past trainings, they were new topics. Uh, and a lot of what they covered was what we're seeing today in, in the current political climate uh, and how that affects our LGBTQ community. And it, it's good to look at those topics through the lens of current affairs. It, it really helps us out and understand uh, a lot of the concerns. 
you know, our instructors are all uh, Washington University staff members. So it brings a sense of ownership and real community to our team uh, during this training. So it's not just someone coming in, but it's people that we see every day that are providing that training and we make those connections. There's a lot of open conversations and a lot of a bit, uh, uh, opportunity for our team to ask questions in a, a really an open and non-judgmental space so that they can learn. And it's clear the instruct from the instructors right away that that open environment is essential for learning. And, and they look forward to the questions. And, and while we start with questions in the beginning, no one really ask at first, they kind of want to feel it out. But as soon as someone asks one of those hard questions from our team, the floodgates open and it, the hands start to raise and it's good uh, two-way conversation. It, it just really enhances that open communication that we want. What, going through that type of training as open as it is with our community members teaching us, it really helps our team have those open conversations with other community members members. You kind of, that apprehension that you have about talking about a sensitive subject like that kind of starts to fade away. Uh, and you see people as they're in the class nodding their heads and shaking and you hear a lot of O's uh, as they learn new things. So it really improves our communication. And how were you able to get support both from the university and from the officers for this type of training? Well, you know, first off, education is one of uh, the Washington University Police Department's core values, and it's, we take it very serious. And it's two-pronged uh, when we say education. One, we work in an educational environment. We take our opportunities to teach life skills. And the other is that we value education of our police officers, of our team, of our dispatchers, to make us better allies and, and a better resource for our community. Uh, so having that, we couple that with the student affairs uh, professionals that we are, as well as police officers. And that's one thing I talk with all of our team about, is there's a time to be a police officer and there's a time to be a student affairs uh, professional. And they, they prioritize that. Our, our team really takes that to heart and, and they want to collaborate with our community and day-to-day -day interactions. Uh, and having this training that empowered our team right from the beginning, they saw to have those conversations with community members. It also really demonstrated to our community and our, and our administration that we were committed to education and we are committed to collaboration. And once they kind of saw that, uh, they really uh, em embraced it and, and allowed us to go forward with it. And after the first class uh, with our team and they started talking, it was clear that they wanted to go through this class that they wanted to learn to help make them better uh, advocates for our students and our community. So what have been the results of this training? You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of little aspects to it, uh, just again from that student affairs. And as I thought about uh, some of the results, you know, the beginning result was just to learn about the LBGT community, the plus community and, and be able to help. But again, that we saw it pretty quickly that the confidence in our team and their ability to communicate with all community members was greatly enhanced by this training. Uh, one of our mantras here at Washington University is to know uh, each student and their story. 
And this really kind of fell into that. We, we got to know students in their stories. They felt comfortable talking with us, explaining what had happened with them in the past and what they were looking for in the future. And uh, we used that empathy from, that we learned from this training to really connect with those community members that have not had the most positive law enforcement experiences. Additionally, we kind of learned uh, how you know, Title IX and sexual assault laws how they are viewed by the LGBT community and it allows us to better serve them uh, both in, in criminal cases as well as in Title IX cases. And what else has your department and your campus done to become allies of the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, you know, it, it's been a really good partnership with the police department and student affairs through this. And again, uh, I, that was probably one of the, the greatest partnerships uh, when we talk safe zone uh, that came out of that training. So one, we promote safe zone. Uh, I, everybody that's went through the training has a placard, a safe zone placard in their, in their windows. So that anybody that walks through knows that we're an ally for them. We have, uh, and I'll hold one up, we have uniform buttons that we place uh, on our uniforms so that when we're out walking, uh, people know what that safe zone emblem is for and, and that that person has been through that training. A lot like what we do with crisis intervention training, we want to make sure that people can see that uh, and know that if they have a question or issue that this is an officer, this is a team member, this is someone throughout the university that can help them. We've worked with student union and student affairs and the diversity inclusion office uh, pretty extensively uh, to ensure that, again, that we're up to date and that we're providing a resource and that if uh, someone from student affairs or student union knows that a person is having issues and needs to talk to police, they connect, it to, connect them to us very quickly. But uh, we redid a, a, a policy on, on our contact with transgender people. Uh, we felt it was really important that our community know what we expect of our team when they're when they're working in our community. So we annotated a, you know, about preferred pronouns and the acceptance of that, and the preferred names uh, for people in our community. That uh, so if they come up and say that they're uh, she, her, we know what the, what they're talking about and we'll address them properly. Uh, we work with our team through the policy not to assume people's sexual orientation, uh, to ask if there's a question. Uh, we outlined our search and detention prop procedures uh, based on that person's identified gender. And again, the, we mandate uh, safe zone training for all of our team members. So even though we've been through two rounds of it department-wide, even new employees go through it within their first couple months here. So we have liaison officers to student groups that can work with those student groups individually uh, or as a whole and get them the resources that they need. But I think, you know, while it's really nice to have all that, I think it's, you know, the, those are experiences and what we share with others is really important. And I'll give you a perfect example. I ran into uh, a fellow officer a couple of weeks ago. We hadn't seen each other in probably two years. And we were talking and he asked about my tagline and my email. And I kind of shook my head and I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, it says he, him next to your name. And I didn't know what that was. And I said, well, that's my preferred pronouns. And he kind of had a puzzled look and he said, well, I, I know you're a he, him. And I said, well, uh, we don't assume that everyone 
knows what each one's personal pronouns are. So uh, we put that out. And he asked if the university mandated that. And I told him, no, we do it because we want people to know that we understand uh, you know, pronouns and that we're an ally if they need help. And it, it is uh, those educational moments with others are, are just as important as our day-to-day -day interactions. So what advice would you give to other campuses and other police departments looking to improve their support of the LGBTQ plus community? You know, I'm gonna go be a little personal here with, with my life. And, and, I, and the reason I do that is I try to remind people uh, to come at this as a, from the view of a parent, if that helps. Uh, I have uh, two daughters uh, that are gay. Uh, one knew very early in life that she was, and my other daughter struggled through it and a little later in life, uh, received some help. And we would, as a parent, you would support your children uh, as, with your whole heart to give them the help that they need. And it's no different when you work at a university. That if you think of it as, a, as your parent, that it could be your child or that that parent is actually dropping their child off for you to help, it really kind of shows the importance of understanding everyone that's in our community. Uh, so that's kind of how I take my, my look at this. And that's kind of in the back of my mind as we work through issues and training and policies. Uh, but the other thing, and coming from that, I'm sorry, I'll back up just a little bit, is just to be open with your community. We publish our policies. They're going up on our website because we want people to see uh, because it creates that uh, transparency for people. We publicly support our students and our student groups, all of them. But we also attend events like our Holbach Awards, which are based awards for our LBGTQ community as well as supporters. We learn the resources both on campus and the neighborhoods for, for community members. And if they would need additional help, uh, how we can get them that help or who we can direct them to. And then most importantly is just to be patient and don't get discouraged when you start working some of these issues because It'll take a while for the community to kind of accept that, especially from law enforcement. They don't, things don't change overnight. Uh, but if you stay patient and you're active and you're accessible, uh, people will, will really begin to relish uh, the steps that you're taking to be more connected to your community. And would you have done anything differently if you could do it all over again? Yeah, I would have done this a lot sooner. Uh, you know, we, we were a couple of years after it started and, and I wish we'd have been one of the first departments to, to start this training. It has proven really effective. Um, in the first go round, we had a member of our department that was one of the uh, safe zone instructors uh, and, she, and that employee left to take a, another job. And we're still working to try and find another liaison now. And I really wish if I would have had to do it all over again, the day that officer left, I'd have had another one ready to go to serve as an instructor uh, and as a liaison. And then the other thing that I wish we'd have done right from the beginning is develop a strategy to educate our community on the steps we've taken. Uh, like most of police departments, we, you know, we're kind of that silent, do it behind the scenes and make sure that we're doing as much as we can for our community. 
it took our community several several years to really start to understand the steps that are, we as a police department have taken to connect with them and be a resource for them. Anything else you'd like to add about, about the Safe Zone program? You know, again, I, I just think it's one of those overlooked programs that many people think that they understand how to communicate with uh, every member of our community. And that's not always the case. There's always a little nuance to each community. And it really gave us uh, the tools to be able to talk and feel comfortable and be a great liaison and, and help to our, our community here at Washington. Great. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time.